Welcome back, everybody, to the Pure Ambition Podcast, the show dedicated to helping you become the best versions of yourself and level up your fitness, your mindset, and your life. I appreciate you guys tuning in today. I wanted to hop on here and talk about my fitness journey, how I got started in fitness, in the whole health and wellness space, and kind of how I've ended up in the position that I'm currently at. I've been an athlete all my life. I played college football at Dickinson College, and now I am working for a health and wellness startup called Upswing, which is a social media platform for all things wellness, which is launching October 20th, and I am a personal trainer and health coach, and I really am just on a mission to helping other people become the best versions of themselves, and I believe truly in my heart that that starts with health and fitness. So I really just wanted to share, take a few minutes and share my journey to where I'm at now. And now I'm running a marathon also, didn't mention that. But starting back, I have always been an athlete. Growing up, I played football, I played basketball, I was a swimmer, I was on the swim team. So 7 a.m.s in the pool, my dad would drop me off on the way on his way to work. And, uh, you know, just played all the things, baseball, basketball, football, swimming, like I said, And training was always my release as a kid. So whenever I was feeling stressed out or I just needed to get away from my siblings or just kind of escape reality for a little bit, you know, working out, playing baseball in the yard, playing wiffle ball with myself, um, playing football with myself or like whoever else in the neighborhood was able to hang out and do that with me. I was always that kid. And then I I first got into weightlifting in the spring of eighth grade. I actually broke my wrist snowboarding, which is still one of my passions today. But I broke my wrist snowboarding. I was going off a rainbow rail, one of those ones that goes, if you're watching this, goes up and over like that, like a rainbow. And I flew off of it, broke my wrist, rode down the mountain. And I was actually supposed to start playing lacrosse that year. Never happened, and I never ended up playing lacrosse. Um, I went back to baseball in high school. But that breaking my wrist and not playing lacrosse, I started lifting once my once I got the cast off anyway. Um, and I fell in love with it. I, I fell in love with, you know, seeing my muscles get bigger and just, like, feeling the burn and just, and just working hard, you know. Like, I had always been an athlete, but I had never been introduced to weightlifting. So I was about... 14, right around when I was 14, I started weightlifting. But I was the kid who would skip exercises that were hard, like squats, hang cleans, and some of the other, you know, compound lifts that were uncomfortable. And, you know, I was in eighth grade and I really didn't have anybody watching me, but I became naturally pretty strong. I did a lot of push ups. I became, I would just do, you know, probably like hundreds of push ups a day. And, I loved benching. I loved the upper body days, but I hated doing legs. And, you know, I hated running and I hated, you know, all that kind of stuff. But I really loved, I did love lifting, but I did cut corners a lot. And, um, you know, I would show up and showing up is the first step, but you have to show up with intention. And I would cut these corners and I would wonder why I wasn't seeing the results that I wanted. You know, I wasn't looking back now, obviously I was cutting corners. I wasn't putting the work in 
and I didn't know how to eat properly, and I was just doing enough to get by. I was a kid, like, you know, if we were doing planks and coach turned away, I was the one dropping on the ground. If we were running laps, I was cutting corners. Like I said, I was not always the kid who went the extra mile and, and did what I needed to do even when coach wasn't watching. But, um, you know, that kind of – and that kind of carried me – that kind of followed me through high school. Um, you know, I found the real, like, value in working hard, and I would say I transferred my junior year um, from a public school to a Catholic school. And I would say it was really there when it was like, okay, you might have started as a sophomore, as a, as a freshman and a sophomore at the public school that I went to. But, you know, there were way better players, guys who had play, guys who were going to go play D1. I had one guy, shout out Doug Costin, friend of the show. Uh, he's now playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He was on my team, um, played against a lot of really good players. So the competition level was really high. And I had to elevate my game. You know, I got humbled really quickly. So I quickly had, to, like, my first, the first practice, the first weightlifting session I went to there, I almost threw up and my dad, I took, my dad took me to Wawa. I remember and he got me a purple Gatorade and I took one sip and I like had to open the door and, and almost, I thought I was going to throw up um, because that's how, that's how tough it was. And it really, it, you know, it forced me to have to elevate my game and start taking things like hydration, nutrition, um, sleep, and, and those things a lot more important. And I did, you know, I, it was, it was junior year and a senior year, junior year and senior year where, you know, I, I just became obsessed with getting better. You know, I stopped cutting those corners and became a solid player, you know, enough to, I, I played D3 at Dickinson. So no academic or no, no athletic scholarships, I should say, but I did get, uh, you know, into Dickinson, which was a great school. I was a first generation college student on my dad's side, so something I'm still, I'm still very proud of. And here's the thing about college football and college uh, in general, right? So the way college football works is, it's weird. You get there for camp early, a couple weeks before everybody on campus gets there, and then the fall, you're there by yourself. You're the only ones on campus, and then the other fall sports start to come. And then it's like starts to feel a little real, like you know you're in college, and um, then you know everybody else shows up, and it can be really tempting to, you know, stay focused on football and your academics and and everything else that you need to focus on because there are a lot of distractions, right? But once classes start, it's very structured, and you you become very much reliant on your routine. So, you know, you go to class, you go to meetings, you go to class again, you go to practice, you do your homework, and you go to bed. You eat, you, you know, you do, you do all those things. It's a, it's a cycle that you repeat throughout the entire week. And it's good. It's good to have routine. It's good to have structure. Um, but I'll get to I'll kind of get to that later in terms of how I've then struggled in my transition out of that. But we're getting to we're get, we're getting there in terms of how I got into fitness. This all this all plays into it. Um, once I got to college, I realized again you can't hide, you can't cut those corners, 
everybody was the best player on their high school team. You know, regardless, D1, D2, D3, doesn't matter. Like the competition is there. They're legit guys. And if you're not willing to put in the extra work, if you're not willing to go the extra mile, if you're not willing to do what other people aren't willing to do, you're not going to play. And I quickly realized that. Uh, I was humbled when I came in as a freshman and I was fourth on the depth chart. I played strong safety and I came in and I saw Fusco, fourth string. And that pissed me off. And immediately I was like, I'm, I'm going to start by the end of the year. And I, I was adamant about that. And a few hours later, we had, a, we had practice uh, that evening and we had the first thing was a conditioning test and we did shuttles so a 300 yard shuttle for anybody who doesn't know is you run to the 25 and back six times and we only did that for two years and then we got rid of it just because it's not really applicable to football but you know anyway um that's not the point um the point was you do that once and you have to get it in under 60 seconds so you have to do the whole thing in under 60 seconds. That was my position group. Um, the mids, they called it. So, you know, linebackers, strong safeties, tight ends, running backs, all that. And um, I made the first one and I failed the second one. And that was humiliating. I was embarrassed and just like pissed off at myself. But in reality, it was exactly what I deserved and what I needed because I didn't work. I, I lifted hard throughout the summer, but I didn't put as much emphasis on conditioning. I didn't follow the program that they sent. I was just doing my own thing. Again, cutting corners like I had done before. It was all coming back. And that really humbled me. Fast forward a little bit. Um, you know, in, in college, you learn how to lift properly. You learn that you need to eat a lot because you're expending a lot of energy. And, you know, but even in the summer, even in the summers, like I would lift hard, but I would still cut corners when it came to running and field work, um, like I just said. And so that my freshman year, I, we had these, we had these JV games, which we only had like one or two, but um, for us guys, uh, for younger guys who weren't starting right off the bat, it uh, was an opportunity for us to, you know, play another team, play some young guys, get some, you know, get some actual field time. So I was an idiot, and these games were on Sundays afternoons, and myself, you know, I was just so enamored with college and, and the college life and the social scene. I went out and drank the two nights before, like before both games, and you know, I wonder why I didn't have great games in either of those. Shocker, right? So I actually, you know, after those, I did I did turn it around a little bit and kind of got my act together. And I actually ended up starting two games uh, on varsity the later in the season, um, some injuries. And, you know, I did work my butt off there. But um, after some – try playing a football game <laughs> – hungover and uh asked me if you're gonna ask me if you want to you want to do that again which I did I did it twice and um so it took me took me twice to actually get that through my head that that wasn't something that was that was smart to do but okay now fast forward into the off season 
um, freshman year and, you know, got just really into weightlifting, really into training, no more cutting corners, got in really good shape, was in probably the best shape ever of my life. I was the strongest I'd ever been. Um, you know, we were working really hard. We had like four days a week of lifting, two days a week of running. And we're just, you know, feeling really good. And came into my sophomore season, the sophomore camp, and I was starting at safety, uh, passed the conditioning tests this year with flying colors, and was having a really good camp. And all of a sudden, a week before camp starts, or a week before the season starts, my ACL buckles. Tear my ACL. I knew it right away. My season was over. And mentally and physically, that was the hardest thing I ever had to go through. And I was pissed off saying, this isn't fair. I worked so hard. This doesn't make sense. Yada, yada, yada. All the lame excuses. But it was out of my control at that point. All I could do was focus on how I responded and how I showed up to rehab to progress so that I could get back and play the game that I loved once again. However, I reverted to alcohol and social life as my replacement for football. We had games on Saturdays. I was like, I'm not playing on Saturdays. I can go out on Friday nights. And so that's what I did for a couple of weeks once I got back on campus after surgery was I was going out on Friday nights limping with my crutches and my knee brace and, and everything. And, you know, I look back and I, I really feel horribly about the nights that like I came in and woke my roommates up when they had to play a game the next day. And, you know, that's I don't like to live in my past, but that's something that, you know, I have to live with. I have to accept. And, you know, you got to move on. You, you got to just accept that and move on. But, uh, you know, not something that I'm entirely proud of. Like I said, mentally and physically, that was the hardest thing I ever had to go through. I had to learn how to literally just get up and, and, and walk on crutches again, learn how to walk again, learn how to go up the stairs, and then ultimately how to jog, how to run again, how to sprint, how to jump, how to cut. It was like, it was like I was an infant. It was like a baby all over again, but it taught me that I need to continue, that I just need to show up every day and show up with intention, put in the work. And again, it was really humbling. So like every time in my life I look and I realize, oh, you know what? I'm in a good spot right now. I can begin to like, like I can coast. Something like this happens. And, you know, I, I think it happens for a reason because it shows you that what you were doing before wasn't working and then how can you come back stronger this time? Right. So I, you know, I had to, I had to really, I had to really ask myself, what do I, did I want to give football up and, and just take the easy route or did I want to show up and overcome this and become even stronger, faster and better than I was before. And I opted for that. So my knee acted up again and I had imbalances, which ultimately had led to a herniated disc. But I got back to being even like stronger, faster, like I said, better than I was before. 
and um, you know, right before the season occurred, knee buckled again, and you know, I was wearing a brace throughout the season, but like I think I I had pushed myself a little too hard coming back, and didn't give myself you know proper time to heal. I was putting too much volume on my knee, and you know, not properly resting and, and recovering once I was cleared. So, like I said, that that all led into my junior year where the knee wasn't feeling 100%. Um, and the back, I, I the back. So all of that led into a muscle. I had muscular imbalances in my the lower half of my body, basically meaning one side was overcompensating for the other. And then... I uh, led to a herniated disc after, you know, months and months of, of physical therapy and rehab and just not knowing what it was. Um, it was a severely herniated disc in my L4, L5. So here we are again. You know, I, I, uh, I couldn't participate in all the lifts in the team, in the runs and our agility and everything we were doing as a team because of the back. And I was having, on top of everything I had to do with school and football, and extracurriculars, I had to drive 20 minutes out three times a week for physical therapy that really wasn't even helping. And I was popping, no joke, 15 to 20 Advil every day. And I gave myself a stomach ulcer because I literally was in so much pain with my back every single day that I really like couldn't function without it. And on top of that, I was taking melatonin every night because I couldn't fall asleep because I was in so much pain. I couldn't sit still in class and I had to lay on my bed and I had to study on my stomach because I couldn't sit in a chair comfortably. I would fidget in class. I would have to get up every couple of minutes because I was in just in so much pain. I had sciatica with just nerve pain shooting down the left side of my leg. And again, turned to alcohol once again. On the weekends, I was, you know, Fridays, I was, I was ready to go, man. I was, when are, we, when are we drinking? Who's getting the beer? And was just ready to have a good time, yeah, you know? And that was my escape. That was my escape once again. And then all of a sudden, midway through my junior year, the pandemic hits and we all get sent home. And I'm feeling, I'm still feeling bad for myself. I'm not taking care of myself mentally. I'm not taking care of myself physically. I was drinking beers in my house on Zoom with my friends. And, and sometimes just drinking by myself, like to be quite honest with you, I would just go up to the local beer store and, and grab a six pack or a 12 pack. And, you know, because that was the only thing that would, that would ease the pain for a little while. Until one day I woke up hungover in my own house and I looked myself in the mirror and I said, enough was enough. That was the last day that I was ever going to allow myself not to take full responsibility for my actions and for my life. I said enough was enough. I stopped drinking. I started reading and consuming everything I could to help heal my back. YouTube videos articles, podcasts, blogs. I started going to a better physical therapist and I was actually then doing the exercises that they gave to do me at home. 
So I learned how to be disciplined and consistent again. And lo and behold, I cleaned up my diet. I stopped drinking and a lot of the inflammation went down. That coupled with, you know, getting out and doing my daily walks again, you know, doing my mini band walks and, um, you know, my you know, all the other exercises that I had to do to heal my back. Like I started doing them. I stopped eating crap and I stopped drinking. And before I knew it, I was getting better. I was feeling better. But I had to relearn everything again. Um, and this all, all this all the while, I had started my podcast, this podcast, which was at the time called Days with Dom. And I started having a lot of conversations centered around health and wellness. And I really realized that that was something that I was super passionate about because when I didn't take care of my health and my wellness, when I wasn't prioritizing my personal health, my personal fitness, every other area of my life began to suffer. I wasn't getting good grades. I couldn't focus. My relationships with my friends and my family members was off. And I just was like, what's the point of all this? You know, I just was feeling sorry for myself. All of that was a byproduct of just me not taking care of my my own physical health and my own physical wellness. And once I got into like, you know, running after I started learning to walk again, but I got into running and I got into, you know, functional fitness and and just training for like what feels good and not just like the performance-based training that I did for football, which I, again, loved. Um, but it really opened myself up to, I really opened myself up to like fitness, nutrition, personal development, and that really became my obsession. And the podcast was selfishly started as a way for me to, you know, pick the brains of, you know, high achieving, you know, ambitious individuals. And then I was like, oh, I can share this with the world and, you know, hopefully bring value to others. And that's what I, I aim to do with every single episode that goes out on this podcast. Then fast forward a little bit and my senior season gets canceled and I was taking I was taking classes remotely. We were all taking classes remotely still in the fall of my fall of my senior year. Season gets canceled um, in the summer, and I thought that was the end of it. I didn't think I was gonna ever play football again. So I kept staying. Got I got really into like fitness, nutrition, and personal de- development. Like I said, I had all this time um, to read about it, to you know consume content, to have conversations about it. And, but I, I still thought that, I still thought that football was over. And it was the night before, I remember the date. It was the night before my senior springs started. I'll never forget it. It was January 24th, 2021. And I was on the phone with my roommate who was deferring. He was taking the semester off. And he was like, do you really want to, end the way that we did you really want to not have that chance to go back and give everything you got because in my heart of hearts I knew that there was more that I had to give and that I didn't give my best while I was there so the night before classes started my senior spring I deferred I took a leave of absence and I immediately started studying and got my personal training certification 
I got my nutrition coaching certification because I had witnessed what it had did for, what it had done for me. What fitness nutrition and taking care of your wellness can do. And I wanted to share that with other people and I wanted to help other people become the best versions of themselves, you know, through health and wellness. And so, you know, that was kind of my, that was my that was my project, uh, you know, over those months of going back and training for football. But this time I was training smarter, right? I had, I reached out to a friend of mine who was a, he was a personal trainer and nutrition coach as well who played college football. Um, shout out Jonah Mitchell. He had a huge impact, still does have an impact on my life. And, you know, he taught me how to eat proper, like legit, like what macros were, how many, how many calories I should be intaking per day, how to eat for performance, you know, how to actually build a, uh, a workout program. Um, I bought Les Spellman and um, Paul Favorites' The Speed Code, and I followed that, uh, coupled with our, you know, some strength and conditioning stuff from our, our coach. And I just, I committed everything to becoming the best football player I could be. That was my number one priority. My health and performance was my number one priority. And, you know, when I got back to school, I had those certifications and I had done a little bit of, of coaching, but, you know, I was really focused on on myself and, and using myself as like a test dummy too to like help other people. You know, I knew that's what I wanted to do once I graduated. So I went back to school. I had a great year. I started. I you know, was one of the top tacklers on the team. I did not miss a snap. Durability had always been an issue for me, but I really credit like my diet, my recovery, my like intense training was the reason why I was able to stay healthy. And what, while we didn't have all the success that I wanted to, that we wanted to, our team um, at that point, another you know 500 season which which was unfortunate but and you know I had uh I said I was going to be an all-american I wrote it down on a note card uh I said I was going to be all conference wrote it down on this on this note card and that I carried in my wallet and I read before I started my day and before I went to bed and none of those things that I wrote on that note card happened but it taught me one really valuable thing and that's that you can't control the outcome of of a situation but you can always control how much input and how much work you're putting in. So that was one of the biggest things. And that's one of the reasons why I love fitness and nutrition is you are in control of how much you do. You are in control of your own destiny. And, you know, the more you put in, the better you will get out. So... All of that led me here, where we are today. I am working with Upswing, which is, like I said in the beginning of the show, is a social media app for all things wellness that will be live on October 20th, which I'm super stoked about that, um, to just be able to provide more resources, um, you know, workout programs, routines, and recipes, and and health and wellness, um, you know, advice and tips and things like that. And, you know, being able to work with some really amazing people 
and help them transform their lives and you know maximize their human experience by prioritizing their health and wellness. So my mission is to empower others to become the best versions of themselves. And it all starts with health and wellness. That's why it should be your number one priority because if you're not taking care of yourself, you're not showing up for yourself, you can't, you're not gonna be able to show up for others. And recently, same guy, Jonah, shout out to him. He asked me, what do you stand against? We always hear like, what do you stand for? What's your mission? What's your why? And all that's great. But I think an even more powerful question is what do you stand against? And it took me a while to think about that answer, but I realized that I stand against people thinking that they have to settle for average and are stuck where they are in their lives. We all have the power, the opportunity to take full control of our lives, take full control of our health, take full control of how much work we put in, whether it be our jobs, our um, relationships, our side hustles, whatever it is. And the outcome that you get is a direct correlation of the work that you're putting in and the choices that you're making on a day-to-day basis. And nobody's in control of that but you. That's a hard lesson that I've had to learn. Through my platforms, you know, social media, this podcast, this YouTube channel, I want to provide resources and support for everybody to do that, to take control of their health and fitness, their wellness, and create a flourishing society. And the only way that we do that is by showing up as the best versions of ourselves. It's not selfish to take, well, maybe it is a little bit selfish, but maybe it is a little self, bit selfish to prioritize your health and your wellness because if you're not doing that, then you're not going to have the energy. You're not going to have the clarity. You're not going to have the focus to show up as the best version of you and ultimately, you know, create the impact that you want to have in this life and, you know, achieve everything that you want and desire. So that's a little bit, episode went a little longer than expected, but, you know, I hope you guys found some value in it. Um, My ask for every listener here for your own personal development is one thing that's, you know, really helped me is just asking yourself, what is the one thing that you could do today to prioritize your health and wellness and move the needle forward in your health and in your life? Something that I'm continuing to ask myself daily as I'm training for this marathon and I carry that over into other areas of my life. You know, what's the one thing I could do to, you know, Uh, reach more people, um, create a higher quality show. What's one thing I can do to strengthen my relationships? What's, you know, what's one thing I can do to, you know, just move the needle forward. And I I took this from um, Gary Keller's The One Thing, which is a book I'm listening to right now, which is, I, I definitely would definitely, definitely recommend checking out. So I want to thank you guys for listening. This went a little bit longer than expected, but Um, I ask for you, like I said, what's the one thing you can do to move the needle forward in your health? My ask for you is also, if you found value in this podcast episode, if you could leave a rating and review, share it with someone you think could find some value in it. And there's also a link in my bio to join the Pure Ambition Discord server. 
uh, you know, where we talk about all things, um, you know, health and wellness, personal development, and it's just a community of like-minded people striving to be the best versions of themselves. And you can just go on Discord, search it, or you can find it in the show notes. Um, but I think that that link expires. So um, if you're listening to this at a later date, you know, search Pure Ambition uh, on Discord or just hit me up on any social medias and I will send you a link to join. Thank you guys for listening. As always, go out, seek growth and discomfort and live with ambition. And I'll talk to you guys in the next one. Peace.